Syllabi. 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pride One Podcast. As always, I'm Caleb. I'm Hoyt. As always, threw me off. I'll mix it up a little bit. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lauren. And joining us today, we have... Philip. And Abby. Yeehaw. That so, was smooth. This Hoyt's nice heresy that I have transition. teed up for this week. Teed up. It's kind of... This isn't like the, the most <laughs> thoughtful and considerate Hoyt's heresy. Ever. It's not like the biggest heresy, you know? It's not like the most exciting. What it does fit is the theme for today's episode. All right, so... Dr. Coy Barker. Coy Barker. Coy Barker. Man whose name I had so much trouble with. Yes. Coy Barker. Coy, Coy, Coy Boy. Crowd, crowd Barker. <laughs> Dr. Coy Barker. Carnival Barker. All right. He said. Step right up. Step right up. The woman with a beard or whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. At 6.52 p.m. on September 14th, 2022. Yes, today. The day that we're recording this. God is going to bless you really big right in the presence of your enemies. Fire emoji. <laughs> it's kind of like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with uh, when he um, used the uh, psalm out of context. Yeah, from the message. I mean, not the message. Um, 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 the Passion Translation. Passion Translation, yeah. 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 What? Any, any, can you want to expound on there? Just insert what we said for the song. <laughs> Go okay. back and listen to that episode, yeah. whatever one that was. See episode 31. Is that it? Listen to it all the way through, and we'll wait for you here. Go do it. All right, let's take a pause. Pause. And we're back. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> so, this might be the fastest Hoyt's Heresy ever. Hoyt, your verdict. No. Wow. No, no but it's just like. Lauren has something she wants to say with the class. Oh, no, I was just commenting on how you know, waited know, while you said no to say anything. But go ahead with what you're going to say. I'm sure it's good. Now I forget. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you forget. The central issue here. Which is, I'm in here. Um, my my own world is pride. Um, so like being blessed by God isn't enough for you. You have to be blessed big time where everybody can see it and be jealous of you. Yes. That's more or less the sense I was going in the direction I was going. So God's blessings isn't enough for you. you yeah. The God, yeah. That God's blessing isn't. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> God, that thought transferred to Caleb's brain just then. <laughs> the CTE kicking in. Uh, I will say, I do appreciate the use of the fire emoji. Because you know he wrote that up and was like, this is straight heat. This is going to inspire mm. tens of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's got 623 likes. Oh, just yeah. dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Approximately well, fifty two dozen to be exact. Oh, see? Oh, there we go. Quick math. Yep. Well, look at the math major. Tens of dozens of people. No, I'm not a math major. Anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, resounding no on Dr. Corey Barker once again. You know, I I would love to see a good 
well thought out heresy from Dr. Corey Barker. It's also lazy. Like big blessings are coming your way. Retweeting claims. Really, and the reason will bless you and, really big. That's yeah. not proper English. Let's not miss the reason for this bit. The reason that's heresy is it glorifies yourself above glorifying God. Also, you have no idea what God's going to do. No. Yeah. So it makes you it's false prophecy on top of that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Y'all didn't read Revelation two, where you learn about all of God's plans. All of God's plans. All of them. Every single one of them. Only in Revelation mm. two. Yeah, it's Revelation too. Uh, it was a steal. I spent like five thousand bucks for it off of eBay. Great read, and now mm. I know. You mean Second Revelation? Yeah, well, it's a Revelation it's the same thing. thing. Revela- oh, not so Revelation. Yeah. Okay, oh, just so we're clear, Re- <laughs> Andrew's Hold talking on. about the That's second book of Revelations, yes. not Revelation. Revelation chapter two. Revelation not chapter two is actually good stuff. Mm-hmm. Church second in Ephesus. Rev- is in Revelation chapter two, the church in Philippi, the, le- the, the two letters to the church in Ephesus and Philippi, and the church in Macedonia, I think, is in second chapter. I don't remember the names, I just remember the topics. I yeah, still do look. feel like I've gotten let's scammed look. because none of what was in that book has come true yet. Ah, yeah. Sorry, man. That's you feel like you've been robbed. Do you feel this guy going to bless you big time in the presence of the enemies that sold you that book? That was in the book, and you mm. know. Mm. Even when so I spoke Ephesus, it, I spoke it like it said in the book, and it didn't Mirna, happen. Pergamum, Thyatira, are, are Philippi and Macedonia in there? Neither one. This must be in chapter three. Dang it, Caleb! I was doing so good with Ephesus. Okay, well, anyways, the topic for today's podcast. For those of you that don't know, there's an Instagram page out there called Elvis underscore rights. I don't know much about the personality behind um, this Twitter, this Instagram account, but it's basically an Instagram blog, so to speak. It's Elvis um, Presley. It's not Elvis Presley. That much yes, it is. Know. You know, how, what's actually an Elvis what's the page. stat on the number of people that still believe Elvis is alive? Well, how many are, have, how many of them are in this room? Two, two out of the six. Everyone, everyone has their, the, everyone three. has their hand raised. Everyone yeah. has their hand raised. Everyone. Mm. No, no, not no, quite. Actually, no, not quite everyone. Just kidding. No, um, so there's one standard deviation. You don't believe in the moon? Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I promise this won't take long. Okay. Before you, before we dive in to this. You don't believe in the moon or you don't believe in the moon landing? No, the moon. The moon. Come here. Okay. Philip does not believe in the existence of the celestial body known as the moon. Yeah, it's Promises. obviously a fake. I've heard Here's this the argument thing. before. Okay, so Cold War. We're in it with Russia. You know, nobody's liking each other. What does the government do? Okay. They project the moon. It's a projection. All right. Always has been. Like, do we live in a simulation? No. Is the moon a simulation? Absolutely. Yeah. They was the moon it. landing fake? Absolutely. Because the moon isn't real. There's yeah. nothing there to it land was like, on. like, you know, the Russians got the man into space first, and the U.S. says, oh, we just can't be one up like that. Let's project a planet or a, yeah, a, a body a into the body. sky yeah, yeah, yeah. and land man. on it just to show them who's who. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you ask anyone from any other country, 10 bucks, they don't even know the moon's there. I think it's just us. So how do you explain mentions of the moon in the Bible? What did they see? 
What did they call the moon? Or like that was like the fact of Artemis was the Greek goddess of the moon. See, well, I think. Oh, oh, are you saying that she's a real goddess? No, I'm saying like the Greeks. <laughs> You're saying the Greeks believe acknowledged the moon and believe there's a god for said moon. And well, the man, they were some great prophets Diana. back then, wasn't there? But do you think we could put a man on there? I don't think it's there. I think it might have been there, but I don't think it's there anymore. If I think it was gone. Be... All right, and we take the or go look outside the at the moon. The mic man away from Philip. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about pride. Isn't it the same thing all the time. Sometimes it's round. Sometimes it's like a little nail. Philip, pause. Sometimes, sometimes it goes in front of the sun. Are you kidding me? Flag on a plate. Let's call it. Okay. I'm sorry. I get passionate about moon believers. We'll talk about it later. Moon believers. Now. <laughs> All right. I feel like the mom she is. We'll talk about it later. Let's so, move on. <laughs> you know it's getting wild when Abby's the one's trying to be responsible. I'm trying to figure out what this Elvis dude's problem is. <laughs> when Abby's taking responsibility, it done got way off the tracks. Well, he's dead, Abby. Um, he died? No, no. Okay, so there are some believers who who believe in uh that believe that Hitler, Kurt Cobain, Elvis, and Tupac all live with the same mom. That's awesome. Okay, so and this is that guy. Elvis made a po- the, the the conglomeration of those yes, four personalities. Elvis made a post. Seven sne- subtle sneaky signs of pride. Sneaky subtle signs of sneaky subtle sneaky, sneaky sin pride. <laughs> yes. Sin was the one. So included in that the um, the gist here is it's just seven. Subtle sneaky signs of pride. Signs of pride. Pride sins. Um, signs. So he goes on to talk about, you know, what pride is, um, how like it'll kill you, because you know, I, I, to a degree, I just had a stroke. <laughs> to a degree, pride is the root of all sins. Yes. Um, so the first one that he mentions is fault finding. Fault finding. Finding faults. So. And and his point here is not to say that it's inherently wrong to acknowledge the shortcomings of other people, but to look past the goodness that God has um, brought forth in somebody in favor of exclusively acknowledging their faults is a big one. Thoughts? Caleb, have have I ever told you that I think you're just the most perfect human being on the face of this earth? No faults there. No, you haven't told me that. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, but like, any, any thoughts about fault finding, like, particularly? Uh, I'd, I, I mean, I would have to agree with that. Like, if all, if like, what that seemed to th- like, if the only thing you can do is point out the faults in someone, I feel like that's trying to lift yourself to be better than them and even if it's not obviously even if it's not the only thing you do you know like we even if you're doing it subconsciously well even if you're like you know like yeah i've done this but at least i didn't do that you know like even that you're pointing Mm. out their faults of of, and lifting yourself above them in that and it's worth noting that these seven excuse me these seven um little snippets come from a jonathan edwards essay so jonathan edwards He's the guy that wrote Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he wrote an essay 
and these seven points are derived from that. Jonathan Edwards uh, wrote, The spiritually proud person shows it in his finding fault with other saints. The eminently humble Christian has no such to do at home and and sees so much evil within his own life that he's not apt to be very busy with others' hearts. So the point here being that while there's nothing inherently wrong with acknowledging uh, another shortcoming and, and for the purpose of building up, mm-hmm. I have my own issues that I've got to deal with. I always will have my own issues that I've got to deal with. So it's a waste of my time and it's pride in me to look past my own issues in favor of acknowledging others' issues. Pretty sure Jesus talked about that one time. He did. Probably more than one time. Something about a speck in the eye. And a plank in the eye. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. We. Something about removing. Removing such plank as well. Plank. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the second point, a harsh spirit. You know any Christians with harsh spirits? Any of you? Me. Huh? Yeah. At times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a harsh spirit. Explain that. Um, a spirit that is harsh. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, Philip, take over. I'm going to go potty real quick. Those who have, okay, so Elvis writes here, those who have the sickness of pride in their hearts speak of others' sins with content, irritation, frustration, or judgment. Pride is crouching inside our belittling of the struggles of others. Um, It's cowering in our jokes about the craziness of our spouse. It may even be lurking in the prayers we throw upward for our friends that are subtly or not tainted with exasperated irritation. So when we're pridefully trying to show how irritated we are with other people's sin, like, man, like I cannot believe that Lauren had the nerve, had the absolute nerve (laughs) to something Lauren's done. I can't think of anything wrong that Lauren's ever done. I'm struggling here. I'm really struggling. <laughs> like you should have picked a different person in this but room. Lauren <laughs> would show up late to anything. Man, <laughs> that one is true. Yeah, it's like aha, pockets in. Lauren's late. Ha. Um, you're really not very late that often. I appreciate that you say that because I feel like I'm late all the time, and every time I look at the clock, I'm like no, but when you're late, it's, Caleb's gonna be mad. You, no, it's not like the. Yeah. Yes, you you can be habitually late, but it's it's not like it's it's marginal. It's not obnoxious. Okay, I'll take so, that. Yeah. Um, it's really not for lack of trying. No, it just you know, I, I it, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel. I feel Philip that. is just laughing at me this whole time. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Edwards says here, Christians who are but fellow worms ought. <laughs> wow. Mm. Ought Being at least honest. to treat one another with as much humility and gentleness as Christ treats them. Christ had a little bit of humility, to say the least. Yeah. Just a little bit. What's what's that verse in uh, Philippians chapter 2? Talking about where he humbled himself, even to the point, point of, death, of death, even death on a cross. That was verse 19. Oh, I, I, did not, I did not say a verse. I said I Philippians chapter 2. So oh, okay. A, a verse in chapter It sounded said, like you were yeah. correcting me. No, I'm, 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 I believe <laughs> it's verse 19. I think it is. <laughs> Lauren's got her. That's not. That's not your sword, is it? Is that a sword? 
You no, got that's a, under your elbow? No, that's a... <laughs> no, that's yeah. a oh, that's, a, that's an engineering, engineering book. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. Engineering Design 11th Edition. Yeah, never mind. It had like the margin, so I thought it was like a journaling Bible or something. No, like, ah. no. My Bible is sitting right over there. If you want, you can close the book and put it on the floor. I didn't know um, if I was supposed to say the page for somebody, but I'll have to close it. Okay. You're on page 279, by the way, whoever needed that. Yeah. And I probably should have prefaced with this. Every single Christian struggles with pride, whether you know it or not. And generally speaking, the most humble Christians, which I would not, I wouldn't group myself I in with the them most because I am Christian effort to exist. But the most humble Christians generally recognize where they're the most prideful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that there are areas of pride in my life that I'm completely blind to, and that's because the pride has blinded me in that regard. Um, so I'm gonna trust y'all to call me out on that when those pop up. Like, hey, bro chill because right. now we know how to call you out right because here are seven subtle signs all right so point number three now that Hoyt's on his way back and this is a big one that kind of goes without saying i think but needs to be acknowledged Hoyt just slapped andrew shin never put your foot on my leg like that <laughs> all right <laughs> The third of the signs, subtle sneaky signs of pride. I said it right. I'm impressed. Good job. I said it this many times. All right. The sneaky subtle pride. He deserves deserves a round of applause for that. It's going to help so much with his humbleness if we all applaud him right now. And send signs of sneaky pride. All right. The third one superficiality. Ooh. Superficiality. Super fish. Yes. Um, super bass. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what are, what are some ways that we see Christians in particular being superficial, like in the, in a literal sense and kind of more of a figurative sense as well? Oh, I live a good life. For sure. <laughs> Sorry. Why did you say that? <laughs> I was like, I basically like, oh, I'm a good person. It's like I just, just try. Romans to three good. would disagree with you there. Yeah, a lot of the Bible would disagree, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, I think of just people who are in love in love with Christian culture more than they are in love with Jesus. Yep. And what the what Jesus actually taught. Yeah. And so they. I don't know. You can just sense it when it's around. Right. Mm -hmm. And like there's very much a contingent. Gent. (laughs) I'm sorry. The the software cut out. So there's very much a contingent here at Mississippi State of people that love to be seen going to church on Wednesdays. Not so much on Sundays because it's the day after Saturday Mm -hmm. night particularly. Um, I was going to say something. I stopped. But uh, to, to what... What was saying, like, there's very much like the Christian culture. It's it's people love to be seen in that, but not necessarily um, abide by those standards when not everybody's looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that culture is what's superficial about it. Now that the people that they surround themselves might not be superficial themselves, like the churches they attend and stuff like that. Yeah, and but is, like, is it, that's not to that's not to say anything about the churches in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't. Um, I didn't want to get that misconstrued. No, for sure. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, there's going to be. Well, I'm not going to say everywhere you go. Pretty much, m- most churches you go to, there's going to be someone there that goes just to be seen being at church. Mm-hmm. Um, out of how many people in your congregation, there's going to be someone there that's not there for all the right reasons. I think same could be saying. Same could be said about ministry involvement. I think there, not again, not all. I think a lot of people and most people are there for the right reasons. But I feel like there are some who they want to be involved in doing the ministry and, and just to say, oh yeah, I serve mm-hmm. in X, Y, and Z. Especially if you go to a larger church, mm-hmm. that's a lot more prevalent. Of like, yeah, I'm serving on this team and I'm on this team. I'm on this team. It's like, well, when was like, the last no, time I had you, a quiet time? I'm such. I a asked you, what has Jesus been teaching you? Exactly. What has <laughs> yeah. Jesus taught you this week? You have no idea. You're like, well, the other night when I was serving in the kids club, this is what we taught. I was like, I didn't ask that. I asked what the Lord's taught you personally. How, how are you growing? Right. And so, again, not all. Because there's so many people that are very faithful servants in various ministries, mm-hmm. but I. But you would never hear them talk about that. No, you wouldn't. Mm. They're not going to tell you they're faithful. They're just servant. obedient. You just see them in the background, and they're yeah, like you said, they're obedient in whatever, and bless the people that are obedient in children's ministry. That is not my calling. <laughs> I say that the Lord's going to call me to children's ministry one day, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the moment, that is not my calling. You're, you're about two kids Careful away. What you say? Yeah. No, I feel for so. I'm going to talk about camp again. Ooh. Um, so Student Life has four teams, right? And Well, five teams in total. One of those teams is kids camp. And they do way more camps than we do. So they go like one week is two camps. So they do like 16 camps over the summer. 16, 17 camps. Wow. A lot of children. That's, that's putting up. And they have way more stuff to put up on the stage and light fixtures and everything than we did. It's insane. I could not have done that. Yeah. Uh, I can speak to my own camp experience. Like, it's the same yes. way. Everyone loves to be the cool camp counselor, but when it comes time to clean the bathrooms after camps mm-hmm. every week, everyone's less inclined to be servant-hearted. Yeah. You know? I mean, we said the same thing in Puerto Rico, that we've had different participants approach us and be like, hey, how can I be involved in the worship team next year? And we're like, well, actually, 95% of our job is cleaning the bathrooms and is cooking the meals, and it's mm. not glamorous whatsoever. You just happen to see us lead worship every night, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's always those people. For sure. All right. So the fourth of the seven is defensiveness. Now there's oh, no, I'm not prideful. Right. <laughs> now, like th- th- this isn't to say that like, you should never defend yourself, but when you're habitually finding yourself in the situation where you're having to justify your actions and the things you and justify what you said over and over again, there might be a problem there. Just me. There is a problem there. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not say might. There is. There yeah, is. there, there is. Definitely yeah. Um, what Jonathan Edwards had to say about this: For the humble Christian, the more the world is against him, the more silent and still he will be, unless it is in his prayer closet, and there he will not be still. So what what he's saying there is that, like when you're in your prayer closet and you're all alone and it's just you and God, you can be as loud and you can. Um, like air your grievances to God. You've got the guy that um, you're trying to represent to the best of your ability, but to the world, like you're not going to have to, not not that you won't have to, but you're not going to uh, try to justify everything you do because one, because you shouldn't have to. Um, we're called to live above reproach. We're, we're called to live lives uh, that honor and glorify God. So if I get, um, 
Like I, I, I really can't, I'm struggling to think of something off the top of my head that I would get like called out for just at Mississippi State. But if someone comes up and calls me out for we, we we live in the bubble, but I really can't think of like any circumstance in which I would just get randomly called out and braided for. Mm. Caleb, did I ever tell you that you're the most perfect human being on the face of this earth? Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm trying to think of something that I would do like in my regular day-to-day life that someone would just take massive offense with. Even even like I'm living, like I do my best to live a God-honoring life. Almost like you strive to live above approach. But I, I don't know. The point somewhere in all of that okay, you're shamelessly perfect it's fine yep no. say it <laughs> the point being <laughs> that so perfectionism is not biblical mm-hmm. go listen to that was a joke was it 14 and 15 we're talking about the consuming fire folks one of them it's titled consuming yeah, yeah consuming fire part one consuming fire part two one and two so yeah. it could be both yeah. go listen to them we will wait for you here all right pause and we're back. Yeah. So, but the idea is that, um, like, true humility is not going to be thrown off when someone calls you out for something that you may not have even been doing wrong. But if you were doing something wrong and you're, like, you're being called out for it and you have this defensive spirit about uh, what you were doing and you can, like, never admit that you were wrong about something, mm-hmm. that's and a you clear cut side of Brian. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. You know, thoughts on that one before we slide over. Yeah, that just in general with within the parameters of Christianity, but just in general, just having conversations with people, if you get defensive and immediately deflate, that's not gonna do anything for the sake of the conversation. You know, it's almost like last week we talked a bit about, you know, taking responsibility for stuff and you know being humble in that. Yeah, it's almost like it's related. And the week before, when we talked about Matt Chandler. Yeah. He's always stood up in the pulpit and be like, hey, we're sinners. We're going to mess up. Yeah. And he came to his church in humility and didn't. Didn't try to deflect it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Number five. Presumption before God. Some big words there. Well, I guess. One one big word. You <laughs> <laughs> show with what? Oh, yeah. Pre- big old word. Presumption big old before God. Yeah. Or has it looked up for what you read? Is that what? It's, it's like called? having the PowerPoint slides pulled up in class. That's what I feel like. <laughs> oh, I'm going through the yeah. PowerPoint as you're reading yeah. it off so and discussing it, so I can understand what the context is. Yeah. Um, but just to continue reading. Edwards quotes, uh, some in their great rejoicing before God have not paid sufficient regard to that rule in Psalm 211, worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. So when we go before God, is our natural inclination to um, address him casually as a friend, someone that we know and associate with in our day-to-day life, or excuse me, is our um, natural inclination to uh, 
one one to ha- like have a reverent spirit before him and like psalm 211 says rejoice with trembling uh we, we got when we were kind of t- like game plan for this episode this topic kind of came up and how we don't we we've lost reverence as uh, a christian culture for who god is and what his name the, the weight his name should carry when brought up um you know the creator of all things who holds all power in his hand who you know, is the decider between, you know, he, he's the ultimate right. good, the greatest thing that we could ever experience if we choose to believe in him. And mm. we start, hey, God, or daddy, God, stuff like no. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fact that, this, you know, like in the Old Testament, they didn't even say the name Yahweh because it was too holy. When yeah. they wrote down the Bible, they would have a special pen for writing God's name as a way to set it apart, show respect for it. Mm. Caleb just made a motion like he was eating cereal out of a bowl and walked away. So I think that means we're supposed to continue on. I think that means we're all supposed to sit down on mice and go get a bowl of cereal. <laughs> we'll be back. He did say his milk went bad this morning, so maybe not here. Yeah. I have fresh milk at the Oh, house. just kidding? It's hey, a go-go squeeze pouch. I really just went to get an apple juice. What a child. I can't say anything. I love apple juice. <laughs> apple sauce. That's, gosh. That's apple juice. Bro, go-go squeeze is bussing. It is. Can I have one? Yeah, they're on the shelf in there. This is the apple banana. Hey, hey, wait, yeah, you have to make the motion before you go oh, get one. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> where were we? Where, where were we in the conversation? Uh, reverence before reverence God. For, uh, reverence for God's name. Special yeah. Pens. And special pens yeah. for writing it. Yeah. I never well, heard that. And, and on that note, like there are times I don't really listen to music when I drive anymore, um, just because so much of my non like I, I dedicate so much time to listening to music for the sake of finding new songs to lead worship with, mm-hmm. um, like sitting through songs in that regard. That I don't really listen to music for pleasure much anymore. Um, so like I'll, I'll listen to podcasts, but like I don't have a podcast to listen to. I'll just sit there in silence and enjoy that. And like, boy, if I got a podcast for you, <laughs> one of the things that I'll do. In that, like, I'll find myself praying a lot if I have like a, a extended drive. And there are times when, like, God just reminds me, He's like, "Hey, I created everything, and you're talking to me right now. Show a little respect." That that still amazes me, right? As a, I, th- I feel like as a church for every Christian, you're like, all this. I created everything and I, I chose to save you even though you sinned against yeah. me so drastically chose, every day. I chose to want to have a relationship with you. That Right. Yeah. And as for as for prayer, I mean, as Christians, we're called to emulate Christ as best we can in everything we do. And, uh, I mean, Jesus was always reverent when referring to his Father. And, like... The first thing, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. The exactly. Teaching us how to pray. Right? in such a way that that shows complete reverence and that's coming from jesus who's perfect Mm -hmm. and and we are so far from that and yet we can be so casual Mm. like (laughs) tell me how that makes sense uh i also i also worked at a camp this summer crazy but uh (laughs) i'm noticing a theme something i would always go over with my campers is uh we had it was like a five-day camp so there'd be five devotions you know throughout and 
I would swap up. I would swap up devotions, you know, to avoid being stuck in a rut. But one subject that I always tried to hit was prayer, because you never know if these kids know how to pray if their parents pray with right. them. So you want them to know how to how to pray, uh, and you pound that into them along with reading their Bible. Like those are the two things that you hit because those are the two things that they can take away from camp, really, like with them. And I would always be like, well, just I would always bring up the Lord's Prayer because I was like, that's the blueprint. But the first thing you got to remember is that you're talking to like a holy father, but also a righteous king. So it's very like you have to realize who you're talking to and the weight of what you're doing. Cause it's very, very like, you're not engaged in just a conversation with a buddy. You're not, that's just not what it is. You, you have to understand the weight of who you're talking to. And sometimes that can be hard just with like the English language. Like I remember having a conversation one time with somebody who was like, I wish there was another word we could use in association with the Lord. Like we say like, oh yeah, I love Jesus. But we use that same word of how Hoyt just said, I love applesauce. You know, like yeah. well, there is no other word. So like, but we, so we have to use it interchangeably because there, there isn't another word in the English language. But like, we have to remember like when I say that like God loves me or that like I love, him, you know, like that's, mm. that carries so much more weight than Hoyt just saying, oh yeah, I love applesauce. But we have to use the same words. So. Other languages do a better job of that. Like Greek yeah. has four different words for love. Right. Um, that very so sometimes clearly. Keeping that in mind of mm. like the words, not only the Lord's name being holy, but also the words we use in association with it. Right. You know, choosing those carefully or also remembering that, yes, I just used that word in a completely different sentence, but in this context, talking about right the Lord Almighty, it carries a whole lot more weight. Another very quick thing, when Philip mentioned prayer and how Jesus addressed God, um, before that, he also went away to pray. Mm. Went away to pray. Okay. We're good? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, so he would go away to pray, and uh, I heard this in a sermon one time to like have a place of prayer without distraction, like your room, your closet, like you talked about a second ago, Caleb. Um, yeah, that really has stuck with me since then. Watch that. That was a Paul Washer sermon. Huh? Did we go out again? No. Oh. So that would that would infer like not only like you know treating his name casually but also like praying casually you know like that's that is a thing that we have the the honor of doing because of the holy spirit that i can be right here and be talking to the lord Mm -hmm. but also like having that space where like this is a holy space and then back to the like praying casually like something we brought up earlier not on the podcast but like a life group was was talking to someone was like well do you spend more time you know crafting a letter to a professor than you do in thinking about what you're going to say to God in prayer. Mm. Mm. Cause like, you know, you'll start writing a letter to professor, you're like, you know, doctor, whatever. And then you'll think about how I want to send this message to him, make, you know, I be professional, be, be respectful. And, you know, there is a aspect of prayer. It's like when you don't know what to say, you know, just be sitting in silence with God and he'll, and you know you have like the Holy Spirit to intercede when you right. don't have the words to say. Romans eight makes it very clear that the yeah. Holy Spirit uh, intercedes on our behalf with groanings beyond uh, human understanding. But it goes back to what you were saying about Jesus having you know this reverence towards you know you know this was a f- like direct father son relationship, which is like the same we have because you know God causes His children. But 
we should model the reverence towards God that Jesus had, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. This one was also, this sixth topic is also a little bit, kind of goes without saying, but needs to be said in the less, um, desperation for attention. There's so many Christians that are just like desperate for attention all the time. What's, what's one of those verses like when you pray, you know, don't act like the Pharisees who go out and stand on the street corner desiring to, you know, draw attention right. to themselves. But and when you fast, you know, go away to the to the, the corner of your room or whatever. I rant about this. Yeah. Continue. And when you fast, like don't make uh, groaning faces. Oh, look how good of a Christian I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, I don't know if it was in the same uh, passage or not or around the same Thing, Those but, are in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, so. Yes. I don't remember. I think it was, though. Okay. But, like, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. What's that one? That sounds Sermon on the Mount, It's somewhere Mount-y. in the gospel. Yeah, but it's like when you're. I know you just said it. No, yeah, it is because it's, oh, it's it's in the giving, and when you give, don't yeah. let your right you hand give, know. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. First one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, these people who go out on the street and find a homeless person to video. Mm. Hey, man! <sighs> don't exploit him. Don't put that. He doesn't. That's that's embarrassing him. And you're making a show of yourself. I saw this. There was you're a, making uh, more money than you just spent on giving him that stuff. Exactly. That exactly. And there was a. Uh, have you ever heard of Rich Wilkinson Jr.? Mm. He's a pastor. He had a reality show for himself and his wife, and it was a drama. It was literally on E. Perfect. E. Not EA Sports. Not ESPN. E News Network. Yeah. Right, ENN, if you will. That's not it what it is. Sounds a lot like you're bringing attention to who? Oh, yourself and you know, yeah, not no, God. Hmm. But they they followed him around. I guarantee you, the he does not do this. Up. I guarantee you, he does not do this. But he goes around and like hands out meals to homeless people in like the trailer thing. Oh, he just it, it butters my biscuits, grinds my gears, whatever you want to say. Buttering biscuits is a good thing. <laughs> I'm about to say. I, we'll say burns your biscuits. Butters that, my that's biscuits. not a good thing. Yeah, butters butters my biscuits, biscuits would be a good thing. Yeah. Well, burns my biscuits. Butters my biscuits my and then drops them butters down on the floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they come out that's perfect and then, and then throw them away. <laughs> yeah. They have a nice Abby Hubbard roll. Mm. Abby Hubbard does make some good rolls. And then they just they sit on them. Okay. You know. <laughs> Sorry, we we went too far with that analogy, but that is one thing that really irks me. Whenever I see that on like Instagram reels or YouTube shorts or what have you, or the trailer for Rich Workers and Juniors, uh, reality show. By the way, if you're a pastor, don't have a reality show. It's it's in it's in like Second Timothy somewhere. Yeah. Don't have a reality show. <laughs> don't have a reality show. Third Timothy one. Third <laughs> Don't have a reality show. Tertiary <laughs> Tim. Thank you, Abby. <laughs> you used to be a big Rich Wilkerson Jr. Stan. Not anymore. Things change. In the words of did you, Bowen, hey, I'm hey, going what, through changes. When you when you called out Hoyt on that, was that to build him up? 
Oh, it's to acknowledge okay. the sanctification that's happened in his life. Go listen to those episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> major awesome sanctification thing. step when Hoyt was 19. <laughs> Starting with salvation. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about that after the show. Okay. Um, It ain't that deep, folks, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, the desire for attention, kind of an obvious one. And I feel like it's especially evident you know, it's- in our line of ministry people that want to just be on stage right that's something that we have to watch for ourselves big time wait to get up there and just shred and oh so much attention on myself yeah and and this is this is something like hugely personal for me because i'm a very very introverted person Mm. so the thought of going up on a stage terrified Mm -hmm. me but getting into the mindset of, you know, I'm not up here. If, you know, if I'm up here and doing the right thing, no attention is going to be brought to me. I'm directing attention to God, providing that atmosphere. So that that's why I can stand on the stage. Yeah. And just to, just to brag on Andrew a little bit. Don't brag on me. Like, a lot of times, it doesn't necessarily look like you're doing anything like crazy and sexy. But like... <laughs> Well, well, hold on. That's not what I meant. That's not Pause. what I meant. Like you're not just like absolutely shredding on stage. Pause. But like if you if you go to the BSU Pause. for one of the weeks that we're leading worship, but comfy. <laughs> a solid like sixty eight percent of the sound that you hear is Andrew. So <laughs> that is true. That is very true. Yeah, and the other thirty two is me. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore though, because you're doing the strum, 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 I got move positions, y'all. It's like go from, from like, right guard to, to running back. <laughs> half the audience um, got that. He, yeah. He's moving to an Football instrument reference. that doesn't stay muted all the time. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I was just filling the space on stage. <laughs> to, to to all the bass players See, listening, Hoy was there. Because I, he I apologize. Pretty. I really, I never mute any of y'all bass players. Hoy, Hoy was actually there because he looks pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, so yeah. He was when he was on the stage. <laughs> yes, Hoy. <laughs> 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 when he, Andrew, now, Caleb was not doing anything too sexy, but Hoy, on the other hand, was just there for. I was when, eye candy. When Hoy hits the quan in the middle of tremble, I mean. <laughs> When I got down low and swung my arms. Do we think we could get him to hit the whip, Nene, to care? Never mind. Careless whisper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The last. Okay. Now, now, careless whisper could be a song about the Holy Spirit, just like the climb is about your Christian journey. Now, now to brag on Caleb since he decided to brag on me. Caleb's really good at. Making sure we're all in that mindset and atmosphere of, Hannah you know, Montana we're not up here for ourselves. Like, we're all really good at what we do, but we're here to bring glory to God. Well, thank you, Andrew. You're welcome, Kev. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. We have no idea what's going on because we're yeah. trying to host a podcast. If y'all here in the middle of Andrew's deep... Uh, I was bragging on Caleb. Brag on Caleb. You're going to hear me say, Hannah Montana was in Pilgrim's Progress. Um... <laughs> His mic was right in front of his face. I didn't realize that's so And I'm sorry. Um, I repent. <laughs> uh, so it's time for the fishing run. <laughs> Reel it back in, guys. Reel it back in. 
Okay. Moving on. Um, the last one: neglecting others. Oh. Yeah. That's just a selfish. Yeah, which is a symptom of pride. So I'm going to say selfish. Shelved fish. It's late. Exactly. It's past my bedtime. But this is a, this is a big one in the sense that. Oh, I don't need anyone else. Well, not so much that we don't need anybody else. I am above I pouring into someone Christian else. Thing alone. Yes, but I think I think the context uh, absolutely okay. like that. That's a big problem of thing like we can live this Christian life on our own when we're called to, um, you know, do not forsake the fellowship of the saints because just as much as you build up others in the process, others build you up as well. But to become in a sense spiritually fat in this way where you're being spiritually poured into, but you're not in turn pouring out into others Mm. in the sense that all of us in here are involved in like some form of Bible study. I have been involved in some form of like leading a Bible study and actively pouring into usually people younger than us trying to, you know, share our life experience and what we've learned from scripture uh, to build them up. And, if we're not actively looking for opportunities like that, you know, what to a certain degree, what good are we doing for the kingdom? And I, I know everyone in this room is being spiritually poured into. So what are we doing with that that we're being given? Are we being good stewards of that? Or are we just getting spiritually fat? Yep. And I've definitely fallen into that trap for sure of just like being lazy in that sense of like, you know, being around y'all or like, some of my best friends like it's easy you know and I don't I can have these spiritual conversations or whatever and it doesn't it doesn't require effort and then there are other people like in those ministry or bible study positions or whatever that it requires effort because it's part of like pouring into or sharing or teaching or whatever and so there is I've definitely fallen that trap of like you know that that's a lot harder than just me sitting down having a conversation with one of my close friends so I've I've definitely I definitely get this one. Definitely fall into that trap before. Sure. Um, I would say that, like, as far as pouring into, I've been, uh, I've gone to, like, a lot of churches, you know, growing up, and I've seen a bunch of different types of, I don't know, ways that the congregation, like, meshes together as far as generation, like, generationally, I guess, like, age-wise. Mm-hmm. And like pouring into, you need to seek to be poured into. And also you need to like seek out people to pour into. Like it's a two way street. For sure. Mm -hmm. Because you can very easily end up like a starving baker, someone who has the means to be fed, but chooses not to be fed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So like I've been in a bunch of different churches. The first one was like majority, like elderly people. Uh, And they didn't really pour into the younger people. Not that there were many there, but it was just like this very... Like you could tell no one was really interested in, in mentoring or discipling or any of that. And then I went to another church and it was like a few people in the congregation, but most of them, it's your typical church thing. Like not enough people to work nursery, not enough people to do this or that. And the congregation's big and it's all a bunch of like able-bodied men and women, but nobody's willing to step up. But then, get to that. but um, <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, 
There's a roach on the wall, and Hoyt's been waiting for this moment all his life. Don't do it with your hands. That's nasty as... He's been, he's been shamed, Hoyt, so he's no, not going to do it no, with no, his no, hands. Use the go-go squeeze. Use the go-go squeeze, Hoyt. Bro, just hit it. We have a podcast to finish. Get him. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> we have a problem here at the house. <laughs> So, Hoyt <laughs> so almost destroyed every piece of equipment. Careful, Andrew owns. <laughs> what did he trip on? Because nothing pulled from up here. Uh, it was just a cord uh, that was underneath the, the to-go box. Oh, oh. Philip was mid-sentence. So, oh, just just wanted to get to um, uh, my home church. Now I've I've stumbled onto this beautiful thing, where where okay, uh, my home church where there's this beautiful like huge group of young people young adults starting families young couples large like huge amounts of young people but also a big number of uh older people as well and we're like it's very family oriented but what's great about it is that it's always like you would you would have to try to avoid mentorship or discipling, either up or down, being discipled to or discipling others. You would have to try to avoid it because so many people are willing to reach out. And I think that's a great example of what the church should be. Not Because some churches have these generational gaps, and it hurts because you're missing out on so much wisdom, and you're missing out on capitalizing on young people's energy to get things done because the expectations have been set so low. So we don't expect young people to do a lot, and that's ridiculous. But also... Like the elderly people need to step up and, and start, you know, looking for ways to disperse their wisdom to the younger generations and bring them up as we're, you know, told to in the scriptures. That'll preach. In Timothy, you know, older men as fathers, older women as mothers, you know, younger as brothers and sisters. Yeehaw. Yep. Correct. Anything y'all want to add to those? Yeah, I'll say I'll explain. The, the being poured into then pouring out into others um it's very crucial for discipleship like you got to make sure not only are you being mentored by someone but you are taking your time to fill yourself up with daily worship reading your bible prayer just things we've already hit on this episode but that's very vital to have that private time as well as being mentored be a funnel not a cup Yes. Ooh. Put that on a t-shirt, somebody. On word. So we've got the the Trevor's Fan Club t-shirts. We've got the Raw Dizzy Man t-shirts. And now we've got the Be a Funnel, Not a Cup t-shirts. <laughs> to a Should we just put that on like a tumbler? Wait. <laughs> put actually? it on a cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we put it on a t-shirt, I'd buy that t-shirt. Right. Just, just saying. We'll get on some... We can put it on a mug and drill a hole in the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) It's a holy mug. It's a holy mug. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh man, high quality H two O. Correct. Adam Sandler, shout out. Adam Sandler, what are you doing here? I'm waiting for him to play Gangnam Style. (laughs) Anyway. <clears throat> it's a good one. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by 
Lazy Boy. Yeah. Get a recliner. Use discount code FUNNEL for 20% off your next recliner. <laughs> That's actually a really good deal. I wish that one was real. Yep. Anyway. 20%. That's. Just yeah. a, what are you saying? It's, it's a lot of Lazy percent. Boys sponsoring us now. I'm saying. I'm saying Lazy Boy would never give 20% off. One of these companies that we've mentioned is going to be in some financial debt one day, and they're going to. Go back and find our podcast, and they're like, we "Let's sue so them." Because <laughs> we, we don't actually sponsor them. What'd you say? There was more outlandish for Lazy Boy to offer twenty percent off than it was for Lazy Boy to reach out. To <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You see, we're we're not we're not talking about the Lazy Boy. A lot of y'all know it's L A Z Y B O I. It's the Lazy mud. Boy. Much less known um, subsidiary furni- furniture store. Very exclusive. Good luck finding them. But if you do, use promo code, code FUNNEL oh, no. for 20% off your order. Now, see, that way makes way more sense. Yeah. It's actually my own line of. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's listen to every episode. Go back and listen to every episode. Find all the clues. We'll wait every for you. Every word that Andrew says is part of the website. <laughs> <laughs> the URL is actually like a million miles long. <laughs> well, I mean, this is what, episode 34? It'll only be 34 words long. Yeah. So good luck. No, it's every word. From every he said episode. every word. Oh! Yeah. That's a lot of words. Yeah. And the, the Andrew's story would take up a yeah, lot <laughs> of those. Uh, all right, guys. This has been yet another great installment of the Priority One podcast. As always, I'm Hoyt. I'm Caleb. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lauren. I'm Philip. And I'm Abby Hubbard. And you're watching the Priority One podcast. <laughs> See you next week.